Alright, what is up everybody? Zombies here again, and today we're back with another episode of the Fighting Pit Podcast. Episode number 28, getting close to the big 3-0 here, and I am joined, as usual, by my co-host Wizard Beast, Mulhu, out this week, should be back with us next week, but we are really excited to talk about the submissions and winners from the Custom Mercs Contest well as Sir Finley and all that cool stuff. So definitely going to get right on into that. How you doing this week, Wizard Beast? Doing good. Really liked all the submissions that we saw on uh, Twitter and Discord. A lot of really creative ideas for Merc, so it's great to kind of go through it all and just see the ideas of the community. Definitely. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. People put a lot of hard work into these designs. Never made one yourself. I definitely recommend trying it out. It's really fun. And it really shows you, or at least it showed me when I tried it out for the first time, there's so much interesting design space they can take with the game. And they've already started to explore some more of that space that we probably wouldn't have even thought about back at launch. Things like Maestra and all these different kind of bench mechanics and whatnot. So it's really interesting to see how much it's developed in a short time. And making custom mercenaries can kind of also be cool because... The theme of this one was we wanted characters from Shadowlands or the new expansion, so maybe we will see some of the characters that were submitted for the contest actually end up in-game, and then we can kind of compare uh, the different designs people made to see how close it was to like the character we actually end up with, which is always kind of fun. Yeah, I know it's cool to see you know who kind of like guesses it and stuff, because I remember on the other drop, too, I mean, I uh, ended up having Deathwing, and some of the abilities were actually pretty close on yeah. the one I made for him. And then someone else also made a Leroy, which that, that event came oh, out yeah, of nowhere. Yeah, that's right. So that was really cool. Yeah, no one is expecting Leroy. I remember Signs joked about it, but he, he didn't think it was going to happen either. I don't yep. think any of us did. And then, boom, Leroy. I'm, that's actually one thing I'm excited about now that we are going to have the final Old Gods event here in a, uh, another week or two. Um we'll finally have it so the next event we won't really know what it's going to be right we won't have that easy prediction of oh it's just going to be the next old god so it's yep. it's kind of nice that they're going to be hopefully spicing that up again because i imagine we'll get at least one more event before the big drop with the 0.4 patch so i could see it being in maybe 0.2 potentially we get it really depends when 0.2 happens i think typically mm-hmm we get an expansion and then usually about two weeks later there is a balance update and the balance updates aren't usually major patches those are kind of their own separate little thing it's like a a point oh point something and so that'll probably come in another week or two Cthune is already baked into the patch we have right now so once the the time is right he'll just automatically go live and I could see in that point two patch, which is usually the uh, the battlegrounds patch, they could maybe add one more event for the month of September, and then by the time October rolls around, that's when we should be getting the mini set and our next big mercenaries drop. Because I know a lot of yeah. people are excited about that, myself included. Yeah, I know because this last drop turned out really well i think mm-hmm. follow the mercenaries and there's just so many that were like usable that you can throw into a bunch of different comps and everything and figure it out and i mean still it took a long time to figure out 
like, hey, what are the comps? I think it was like a good three weeks before we started seeing like the new shadow that kind of came out and everything from that too. So it's cool to see all of these new styles that came in. And as you were kind of saying, like with Maestro from this last drop, is we saw like new mechanics and a lot of things with Bench. So I wonder like what new thing they might try to introduce with uh, this next big drop. So really excited for that. Yeah, uh, last time with Sunken City, we, one thing we saw was even though the bounties were pretty themed around the, all the Sunken City stuff, only a smaller selection of the characters were relevant to Sunken City. I think we had 18 mercs total, and six of them were the Nagas, so, so still a sizable chunk of the total set. But it's interesting to see that they're not, at least going off of that, they're not going to necessarily rely on all the new characters have to be about the new set. There'll probably be some characters like, I don't know if you saw that list I put out like last week or so, but there were a bunch of characters that were found at the very beginning of the game and they just have not come out. And it was interesting because this dropped, this like data mine leak thing dropped before Mercenaries came out, like right before release. And when you go back and look through them, there are a bunch of characters that have come out since then. Like Trigor was in there, Eudora was in there, Cho was in there, but he was a red. Like, it's pretty interesting. Maev was in there as a green. So it's neat to see how some of these characters have, like, at least the concepts for them have been around since, like, the beginning. And it makes you wonder, like, how many mercs do they just have, like, stored up, ready, ready to, go. to go? Because... It's kind of crazy if you think about it, like, in less than a year's time since release, we have pretty much doubled the total amount of characters in the game, and with even with that, like, being said, a lot of, like, launch characters got better, too. Of course, there are still a lot of characters that aren't making the cut, but I think we have seen with these recent buffs that they are interested in getting some of those more unplayable characters at least to a level where they're usable somewhat. Um, yeah. Which is good, because that's basically like creating a whole new mercenary, essentially, some of the time. Like, bright, these Brightwing reworks, even the Murgle one, to a lesser extent, like, he feels like a totally different character. Not that yeah, many people I'm, know what he felt like before, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the good thing about this, too, is, especially with, you know, like, reworks like this, is it's not a new mercenary coming out that you have to also grind all the coins for one of these old mercenaries people already have a lot of coins already mm -hmm. maxed with them true so the cool thing about that too is the changes happen oh i can play them maxed right away most of the time mm -hmm. you know so that's the cool thing is you could just oh they changed come out get to play and have the gameplay and not have to worry about that grind which you know that's what some people complain about with mercenaries is mm -hmm. the grind to try and get all the characters maxed. so it's really cool when characters there to have max like say like guldan once he you know, comes out, I already have a max, it'll be cool if they do, like, a rework for him definitely. eventually or something. So, because he's definitely one of the top people, him and uh, Demons now. Yeah, Maybe. him, Jaraxxus, they could all use just a little bit of a, a nudge in the right direction in terms mm -hmm. of abilities rather than just stats. Like, I know Jaraxxus just got some stats recently, but it's it's really, the fell comp just needs more uh to be doing more proactive and stronger things mm -hmm. if it wants to compete with a lot of the other very powerful synergies in the game right now. So hopefully we'll get yeah. there. Maybe we'll get some fell support in the expansion too, so maybe that can help us out. I'd be surprised if we didn't see any. Feels like if there's a time to deliver fell support, it would make sense to do it with like the, the kind of theme of uh, the, 
current expansion. Yeah, because the one thing that we have been seeing is there's been, like, I would say, like, small, like, yeah, very, like, small fell support. Because yeah. we have seen it, but it's all, like, attached to, like, equipments where it's like, hey, you might get, like, passive fell damage. Or there's, like, fell resist equipment, like, certain fell things added to the game. But there's not been straight just, like, hey, here's a character with three fell spells. Mm-hmm. They are made for fell you know, this is going to really amp it up. I think one of the Nagas has, like, one fell spell that you use, but it's still, it's on a cooldown thing, and it's not like it really fits in with the fell comp. It's just like, hey, the ability is fell. You know? Yeah, yep. So I, I want to see some, like, hardline just fell support. Just to give me a full fell character, and that can hopefully, you know, give that fell comp just a little boost to kind of at least start rising up. doesn't have to, like, be like, hey, fell's going to be S tier right away. But something where it can just compete now and not be like a D tier, mm-hmm. basically comp. Definitely. And speaking of underappreciated comps, uh, played a little bit with Murlocs this week. They've definitely gotten a bit better. Was able to steal some games versus some very decent comps. So that was kind of cool. And also in the the vein of Murlocs, we can talk about Finley. So Finley dropped this week. Unfortunately, on release, there was a bug with his task. So task two, uh, the Murlocology, was not completable for his task two. So they actually temporarily disabled the task, which is interesting because we've never seen them do that before for one of these broken tasks. It's been a little bit since we've actually had a bug task. The last few releases have been pretty decent, at least about task progression um, compared to earlier on in the game's lifespan. But they actually disabled it temporarily. And when they got the fix out, I think it went out on Wednesday evening or Thursday morning, uh, sometime around there. Uh, but when it did go back out, they actually just re-enabled task and you got it back. So it disappeared, but it came back. So it's kind of interesting, probably a good thing, I guess, because if they know it's broken, they don't want people mm. to get frustrated seeing it there and trying to do it and it not working. So it's neat to see they have, like, that's not a technology they'd previously used um, in Mercenaries, so kind of neat to see. But it's good they were able to get it fixed quickly. Obviously, it's not ideal to have it not work on the day of release, but yeah. sometimes things happen. And at least they were able to get it fixed pretty quickly, because I know I was relying on a lot of those, uh, those task coins to get Finley up. I didn't do a crazy amount of farming beforehand or anything. So I had to wait like an extra day or two before I could grind him out and give him a shot on ladder. But so far, and we'll talk about this a little bit more in depth here in a bit, Finley's felt really neat. Like he's a a solid addition to the Explorers. Surprisingly, might also be pretty good with Holy. And I haven't tried him too much with Murlocs yet. So the uh, the, the boat's still out on that one. <laughs> but, he seems pretty I mean, cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, his design I really like, and he definitely, I think, is the support that is least needed to start getting, like, that morale comp in the right direction, mm-hmm. and now Explorers. It feels like we have, like, the full set of Explorers now, too, because mm-hmm. we were always missing the Finley, so it's cool to have him hop in here now. So I think, yeah, he's kind of can fit in a couple different comps, and like you were saying, also put him in Holy, because he does have that Holy tag, so. And even, he has Nature also on his first ability, so maybe there could be somewhere where he fits in Nature. So, you know, we'll just have to kind of see if that, but uh, so far, yeah, looks like a really cool character just come out and design and also having a uh, Cthune 
in less than two weeks so that'll be a really cool one also to have come out soon yeah i'm i'm definitely intrigued to see what uh the new old gods variants are looking like and if there'll be builds that use Cthulhu without old gods or if he's like old gods only and then we can finally have the quadruple diamond portrait i mean mm. if you get sylvanas in there that's five the queen boom full six diamond uh um, potentially live in the dream and have them yep. all be like good characters too <laughs> yeah i know because i don't think i've seen any comp that's been good where you've had like all yeah. diamonds the cool thing with the old gods is everyone can get these diamonds if they did the events so right there that's four of them and then if yeah if you can find two more characters they can throw in that you have diamonds for you can get a full uh, diamond comp so that is really cool to kind of see that because this is i would say this is probably like the first time that you can actually kind of do that and have yeah. a decent comp with it too think so like obviously you'd be missing out on the fast vulgin stuff but and who knows maybe eventually and we we kind of had this idea a long time ago uh maybe we can see some other way to get rewards for like a higher tier like diamond or whatever for not legendaries but have them be earnable as rewards that could be like a really neat thing to do part of the end game around is if you survive long enough or complete enough bounties in the end game, you get like a special portrait or something, kind of like the uh, the golden heroes in constructed, right? Like that yeah. would be it. Would be cool to give people, especially like ourselves who are more PvP focused, a reason to like grind the end game that you could then like show off in PvP, mm -hmm. right? Because they're not going to do something where it's going to be like a a numbers advantage or anything like that like i imagine that's yeah. all going to be pretty self-contained to the pve um but it would be neat to show off like oh hey they have this skin that means they they got to like level 100 or, or something in the the pve end game mm -hmm. yeah no i think that would be a great just incentive for like everyone likes cosmetics especially if you can get them for free mm -hmm. and ones that you could also not just get by luck or doing something like you know just opening packs back hey yeah. i got the diamond like that's great but having something as you said that we can show for like how much we played or how much that we've actually like struggled to like get that far and show off like hey i got this really cool diamond skin this shows that i'm a pretty good player and doing this so i think something like that is really cool so and we have seen you know some things like the achievements that came out with the last one and that awarded a couple skins for Tyrael and Elise, so mm -hmm. that is cool that they're starting to, you know, find other ways of giving us skins. And yeah, I think with this new PvE endgame system that we'll get, I think, at the beginning of next year sometime, I think that's definitely a great opportunity for them to give us another way to kind of figure out how to get more skins. So I'm definitely excited for that. Yeah, me too. I think uh, it's gonna. I think it's really gonna be worth the the extra time it took. I I don't think anyone wants it to be a case of they rush it out the door and then it's like launch where it just kind of comes out half baked and people aren't happy with it and then they have to go take all this time to fix it. And I'd rather it just be right on the first thing because that's a good way to actually get people back into the mode potentially. Say like, hey now you can actually have something to work for in pve and then maybe that can also help them progress towards pvp in a way too if it's somehow progressing let's say you have like one maxed out comp and you take that to the end game but it, it is able to help you progress your the rest of your collection somehow obviously there'll be there'll need to be other rewards because if this is geared as the end game 
there's got to be something for players who do have all your characters leveled out, right? You got to yep. give them a carrot on the stick. And I'm not sure what that would be yet. I think it's going to be something entirely new and different um, than what we've seen before. But cosmetics would be a pretty neat uh, option for one of those rewards. I don't. I wouldn't want it to be the only one, but it would be nice to have as one of the possible rewards you could get for something like that. Yeah, no, I think that would be a great one. And also what I would really like to see would be eventually boards. I, we've yeah. seen that on Battleground. And with mercenaries, that, that would be a great thing that you can throw on together. Like, it is... Most of the boards, you know, have just a little touch-up in the corners. Like, imagine if you have, like, cool things happening all around it. Like, there is so much that they could do with the boards. Like, maybe, like, stadiums or, like, something. Like, they could do, like... You know, the fighting pit. Imagine if you had like a Colosseum type mm-hmm. style, like for the board where they're all fighting. There's just like so many cool ideas that they could do with this. So I really hope that eventually that is like something else that they would add to mercenaries. Definitely agree. I think that'd be really cool. I like, I loved when we first got Darkshore. I, that was our first board that is like very distinguishable from mm-hmm. a lot of the other ones because it's like darker. Um, just yeah, like, I, I would yeah. say that's my favorite out of all of them. It's really good. And I think that was one of the complaints from people when Mercenaries launched, like a minor complaint, but still one nonetheless, was, hey, the the boards look kind of bland. Like, uh, there's nothing really going on in the downtime in the little corners like you have in Battlegrounds or Constructed, and that could be definitely a, a thing that could be worked on and improved and whatnot. I don't know if maybe there's a reason they decided not to do that this time around for this mode. I'm not really sure, but I think seeing something like that would be really cool. And I think players would love having just a bit more variety in the the boards. It's not like a big priority, but it'd be like a nice little quality of life improvement, kind of like we've gotten with some of the really cool animations that have been added recently. Yeah, for sure. The only thing I could think of somehow is maybe because like the screen changes from when you're actually fighting as mercenaries once you both hit ready, kind of like does the zoom in and all the animations. <laughs> I'm not yeah, that could be a part of it, actually. That, so. that that actually yeah. makes sense. They, because it zooms in, maybe they kind of thought, hey, you're not going to be seeing the board as often, so maybe it's not as important, or they wanted to keep it a bit visually simpler, because that's not where they want you focusing. Also, Mercenaries doesn't really have as much downtime as Constructed or yeah. Battlegrounds. Usually it's a little bit shorter, um, so that could be another reason, but... Definitely interesting to think about. Would be cool to see something like that in the future. Um, but we do want to get into our custom mercenary contest winners this time around. If you don't know, we did a contest, announced our contest last week. Uh, so two winners will get the tavern pass for the new expansion. Really pretty dope stuff on there. Some stuff for constructed, mercenaries, battlegrounds, and just some gold you can use however you see fit. Uh, we had some really great entries, as always. It's always really hard to pick. You guys all do a really good job, and there's some really creative ones. And probably going to take up a lot of our time on the show this week is just kind of talking about these designs and what we like and all that kind of stuff, because we do have our two winners, and then we also have two runners-up that we are going to showcase because I did want to show a few more of the custom mercenaries this time around since people put so much work into them. But yeah, let's take a look here at our custom mercenary winners. So the first one we have is 
The Arbiter. So this was done by Kpar Zivil. And this is a really, really cool character. So it's a caster, 5 attack, 83 health, max stats. The first ability is Omnipotence. Deal 12 damage to the lowest health enemy. If it's a minion, deal critical damage. And one of the coolest things about this is it is all spell types. So I thought that was really like a flavorful, flavorful thing with Omnipotence. Just kind of, and now that we have a little bit of precedence for something like this, like with how Ashara just has generic spell damage, I think it's really cool to have a ability on a character that is all of the different spell types. Um, so you could run it in a bunch of different builds and whatnot. Um, and still get benefit from any kind of uh, weakness or damage buff for a particular spell school. And then, uh, here, I'll just go through it real quick, and then we'll we'll say what we like about it and all that jazz. So, uh, Eternal Judgment, 6 speed, set an enemy's health to half its current value, rounded up. And then Eternal Rest, 1 cooldown, 2 speed, Go dormant until start of next turn. Oh, and Omnipotence was 4 speed. I think I forgot to mention that at the start. Um, with no cooldown. So really cool abilities there. And then the items. We have Omniscience. Start of the game, minus 10 health. Reveal your opponent's lineup. Does not show equipment. Then the Arbiter's Will. Eternal Judgment affects all enemies, but has plus 2 cooldown. And Restful Slumber. Passive. After waking from dormant, cast Omnipotence 5. Yeah, really sick character here. Um, what do you think about this guy, Wizard Beast? Yeah, no, I think the design is really cool. And also having the tag of the Eternal One, too. So maybe, you know, if there was other like Eternal Ones that could have like mm-hmm. buffs up, kind of like how the old gods have their own tags. So I think the design overall is really cool. And also another thing is the equipments, too. I think that's like one of the main things we talk about in Mercenaries is it's great to have multiple equipments that are useful. And this mm-hmm. one kind of has a little bit of like everything, you know? You got a start of the game one here, which is kind of more of an info where it reveals your opponent's lineup. So it's like, okay, I kind of know what I can do and kind of what to look for and everything. Then internal judgment, so which I think is also really cool, is making abilities stronger and adding more cooldown. We see that with like Brucon with the chain lightning that you can do. And then also the passive of basically after going from dormant waking up, how you can cast the ability, which is kind of cool, which we see with like more things ha- happening with mainly like bench currently in the game. Mm-hmm. But this is cool, introducing dormant into mercenaries. And yeah, I just really like the overall style of this character. It's all unique abilities that aren't really any just kind of like deal flat damage as mm-hmm. like some of the earlier mercs that we saw. So it's really cool to kind of see how they built up on like all of these kind of different styles. And it's really has like so much playability and can kind of play like in any comp if it was in the game. Yeah, it feels very interesting and strong, but not necessarily like too heavy handed strong. It feels like there's like a decent bit of downside to some of these abilities because they're decently strong. Like I really like the Eternal Judgment one where yeah, setting an enemy's health to half its current values a lot, right? Like that's setting basically just cutting their health straight in half. And it does something we don't currently have a way of doing, which is uh, basically helping to deal with some of these larger stat builds, especially like the big humans that heal up. 
and whatnot. So if you like set their health to half, even if they get a big heal, they're only going up to that half value point. And so it's not super different than dealing damage. One cooldown, definitely uh, important on something like this. You wouldn't want to be spamming this every turn, uh, but definitely seems like a neat ability. And the fact that you can make it an AOE, but you have to wait till way later in the game also seems like really interesting. Uh, Dormant in Merc seems like a really cool way to kind of protect yourself as a character. Uh, so you do want that to be faster at two speed, just kind of you want the Arbiter to survive another turn, you just go dormant, can't get hit by anything, and then that passive where you would cast Omnipotence once you come out of dormant also seems really, really cool. I like that ability a lot. And the probably my favorite part of this, though, is the uh, Omniscience, which just being able to... I think this would be one of the most powerful abilities in the game if you're in the right comp. Uh, specifically a comp that has multiple openers depending on the matchups. If you can always see what your opponent has, minus 10 health and an item cost requirement is a very uh, small downside to make sure you're always opening as best as possible against your opponent and you can like start anticipating what they're going to do before you even have your characters in play. Uh, while you're still picking so like this is probably my favorite part of the card it, it's just so that is such a really cool and really powerful ability and it feels in theme with like the character like it just it definitely slam slam uh slam dunk there for me i really like that one a lot yeah the theme of the character is perfect basically like the overseer of all the souls going to the Shadowlands, so you can kind of like reveal your opponent see like all the souls of the mercs and everything so mm -hmm. it, it's really cool and yeah as you said earlier too it's not like super overpowered in certain things kind of like the second ability with the eternal judgment where you're setting the health basically rounded down to half you can't really use that if they're already pretty low too so it's yep. not like it's going to keep going up so it's only good in certain situations where it's like okay they're basically coming in as full or very close to that or have high health but then after that, kind of like gets rid of its own ability because it's not really useful anymore. So it, it feels like it also in a way it's like balanced too. So it's like a perfect kind of fit for everything. It feels like it could be an actual merc in the game. Yeah, I definitely think so. And it's kind of neat. I like the the bit where omnipotence can crit the minions, but mm -hmm. I think it's kind of because of the fact that it already has kind of a potential downside built in there where you can't target that wherever you want it it's like valira's attack except probably a little bit harder to aim because valira's attack usually you can just uh pick something to to whittle down whereas this i mean you technically could so they have the same kind of weakness you're also not getting an additional plus 10 attack for free like yeah. uh like with valira's attack but uh, i like seeing kind of a a downside restriction like this given that uh, there could be a lot of power with stacking up of multiple spell school uh, damage and just flat spell spell damage. Because that yeah, could we, get pretty strong pretty quick. Yeah, I know. Like, we see just with all these spell comps of just how strong they can get. So if you could have multiple stackers and different things, basically kind of figure out like a blend comp, then yeah, this could be very strong. And especially in a comp where you would want multiple openers, then that could work out into your favor of having different spell schools to kind of combo with this. So yeah, overall, I just think it's a great card and definitely deserves to be uh, one of our choices. For sure, yeah. So 
again big uh, big props to Kate Parzivio for this one one of our uh, fighting pit finalists too uh, in the uh, the last popper tournament so cool to see him come up with something really sweet here uh, we're gonna check out our next uh, winner here which was in the pubway hope I'm I'm probably saying that wrong but <laughs> Uh, they ended up making a Kael'thas Sunstrider. Do you want to read through this one, Wizard Beast? Yeah, so for um, Kael'thas, this is a 1077 fighter. It is also a Blood Elf. And then for its abilities, it is a Phoenix Flames, has 7 speed at level 5, and it is deal 8 damage to an enemy and its neighbors. If this is your third fire ability this turn, repeat this twice and has zero cooldown. Then its second ability, Flame Lance, level 5, also 5 speed and has zero cooldown, is deal 12 damage, deals critical damage to minions, and then Fire Combo, this merc gains that much health. And then his third ability, which is Pyroblast, level 5, 10 speed, 2 cooldown, so it's a higher cooldown ability, deal 20 damage, has plus 2 fire, has, sorry, has plus two damage for every fire ability you've cast while the smirk is in play. Mm -hmm. And all of his abilities are labeled fire. Then for his equipment, he has Ashes of Alar, and it's Battle Cry, summon a 325 Phoenix. And then second equipment is Pyromancer's Aura, which is passive, plus two, plus ten, and your fire abilities always combo. And then third is Fellfire Signet, plus three Fell Damage. This Merc's abilities deal Fell Damage instead. So it's a really cool design also, where you're basically just completely changing how the Merc's works. Basically going all the way from the Fire, just straight up into the Fell, which is really cool. Yeah, I love that part of the design. Like, this is something, uh, I think if we saw something like this, not only would it give a lot of options to... Uh, comps that aren't super duper supported right now like bell or fire um i love just being able to it's not it, like split between fell and fire you're just like going one way or the other but the fact that you can do both and all it takes is an item to change that is a really cool design and it is a design i would definitely be interested in seeing in the game like it would be really sweet if you don't really realize until you see what is with the mercenary which way it's going to end up playing out if he's going to be going for that fell damage or the fire damage and it would also just give it more reason to be run in a variety of comps again like we've talked about before that item diversity making it so the character plays very differently depending on their items and you kind of have that here it can play three different ways you can have the you're going all in on the fell damage. You can get a little bit more stats and help out with triggering your fire combos. And then the Phoenix, uh, they actually did submit uh, not only the, the Phoenix token, but also two alternate uh, skins for Keldas. So I thought I was really impressed by the little going the extra mile there. Uh, so the Phoenix, it's a 325 elemental. It cannot attack. Whenever you cast a fire ability, it deals 5 damage to an enemy, and Death Rattle summon a 015 Phoenix Egg. And then the Phoenix Egg also cannot attack. Start of turn, if Kael'thas is alive, it revives into a 325 Phoenix. 
So I love that. I think that's super cool design, and it's very thematic, obviously, of the Phoenix. Um, it, and it just gives you kind of a, a different way to play with the character while still doing like fire damage stuff, almost like uh, Belinda's fire elemental in a way, but more passive. Uh, so I, I think it's really cool. I would love to see Fire get some kind of character like this. Like I think that's what we all liked about Belinda when she first came out was she was a blend of Fire and Frost, so you could run her in either. Obviously, Fire wasn't really as good back then, but it's getting a little bit better with time, and maybe if we saw another character like this, that could help push it back over the edge a bit. Yeah, no, it's great to see characters like that where it has blend, like, as you mentioned, blend of basically the fire and frost. So having this where it's kind of like the blend between fire and fell, that would be like a really cool thing. And I really like how, what they did also with all of like the fire style, because the main thing we've seen with fire is like the fire combos. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to have equipment where it's always triggering it, but then they kind of took it a step further with the first ability, where if this is your third fire ability this turn, repeat this ability twice for the first one where it's dealing damage. Uh, eight damage to an enemy and also its neighbors so it's really cool and it's kind of like an extra fire combo in a way it's like okay you got to do your first fire spell then your second and then you got your third one and it's like a double fire combo in a way and it's going off three times then so it's really cool how they kind of added that mechanic and still kept it in the same thing of like the fire mm-hmm. realm of like their type and how they're going on that and then yeah i really like the design also for the phoenix overall having basically the phoenix just keep resurrecting as long as you have a uh, kelthos so it's really cool to show that and still another way like if you want to go fire it's not just oh i'm gonna lock this one equipment it's like you could do phoenix or you could do the one mm-hmm. for the fire combo so it kind of depends on your fire style then so it's really cool to again see a mercenary that has like three equipments that you can use in a bunch of different scenarios instead of just having one or two which we've seen you know mercenaries kind of take that better approach and mercs are a lot better when they have you know more variety in their gameplay so overall just like the theme of this character has been great and especially for kind of fitting the shed out lands theme with the fell too mm-hmm. it was really cool to see um just even playing against uh kelthos and the raid it was really cool and it fits the theme perfectly yeah one thing i would think that's really awesome is i love the design for that first skill where it does the the Kael'thas thing where if you've done if this is your third trigger you get like a cool effect. I think it might be a little busted in its current form because if we think about like you can have that passive fire damage from Ragnaros so that makes it eleven damage and so it's hitting a target and its neighbors and then you could get an AOE uh, but obviously you couldn't like rag die insect so you'd have to like fire combo. Actually, it's it's kind of interesting because you you would have to use Rag or maybe Yulon or someone else as a combo enabler or Bran even. Oh God, Bran would be disgusting oh, with this. this. <laughs> yeah, Bran getting Kalthas would be a pretty gross combo. Like huge AOE, and then this is essentially an AOE, and then it would repeat two more times. But then, yeah, I mean, maybe it is kind of like borderline in terms of uh, might be a little little too strong potentially and if it were released exactly like this but i still love the design and i think it would be really cool to see a character like this get added uh definitely more fire support i think it's a neat way to touch on galthos that is relevant not only to his like original character but really kind of showcases that shadowlands version of himself which would go in line with the recent expansion yeah they just did an overall great job and basically kind of going that too where he's also not too uh strong stat wise some of the fighters 
you know, have a little bit like more of 80 plus now too. So it's a little mm-hmm. bit more squishy, kind of like how Kel'thas is, is more of like known as like a glass cannon in some ways too, of where he just does a ton of damage, but is a little weaker on the health side too. So it kind of definitely fits the theme there also. But yeah, and especially with the fell support equipment, like as I was saying earlier, just having a character like this, where you can basically make all of the fire abilities just fell, that's like something that fell needs. So that'd be a really cool just support in that way also. Definitely agree. Yeah. Really cool character. I hope we do see Kael'thas, whether it's his original version or this version, uh, the Sin Strider, as they say on the card. Um, because he's just a very iconic character, and it would be very fun to see him in Mercenaries and see if uh, their their design ends up anywhere near what this cool custom one was. I'd love to see that triple, like, in... In old Kael'thas, you you get to see like the nice little effect where like one thing lights up and then the second lights up and then the third one goes and you get your effect. It'd be neat if they found a way to do something like that in Mercenaries. It's very much his thing. Yeah, I'd say the thing kind of close to that is the new Anaconda equipment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the just like that. Abilities. So yeah, something just like that basically for fire. So yeah, really cool design. Yeah, so again, big shout out to In the Pubway. Uh, so we will uh, send some DMs out for y'all to get those tavern passes. Congrats again. Thank you for the submissions. And uh, we are going to take a look at two runners up here, two other designs we really, really liked that were in the running um, that we thought were also worth showcasing and talking about a little bit. Uh, so the first one of those is the Winter Queen. Uh, this one comes from Worse Karma. Really neat character here. So it's a caster, 8 attack, 90 health, eternal. First ability, Queen's Touch. Deal 15 damage, life steal, nature. Then the second ability is Summon Wild Seed. 2 speed, 1 cooldown. Summon a copy of a beast and randomly use one of its abilities. It dies at the end of turn. And then Cycle of Rebirth. 10 speed, 3 cooldown. Make this Merc's health, or have, have this Merc's health rounded down. Summon a friendly beast Merc that has died this game with health equal to the health loss. Nature. And then the equipments, uh, she has the ruler of Ardenweld, passive adjacent beasts of lifesteal. Then sigil of the night, night fey, yeah, night fey. Uh, the copy from Summon Wild Seed lasts one turn longer, but the ability has plus one cooldown. And then Tear of a Loon, your abilities also affect dragons. So this is a really, really cool uh, character. I love the uh, one, just seeing Lifesteal and Mercenaries is neat. We haven't actually gotten something like that before. The closest we have are those abilities like on the Queen or Malfurion where we get like a AoE proc. For spell school, uh, but we don't really have an exact deal damage, heal that much damage, so it would be cool and thematic to get something like that for the the Shadowlands and whatnot. Uh, I love Summon Wild Seed. I think that is really, really cool that you can just copy a beast, and it doesn't specify just being a summon, so you could copy a beast mercenary and use its ability, but obviously it is going to die at the end of turn. It's not sticking around. 
uh, but I think that's obviously important for balance. And then Cycle of Rebirth is just, is just a really, really cool idea where you can just totally revive, and it specifies Merc, so you're not going to dilute your pool by running token beasts and stuff. Uh, but there is a pretty decent downside to that too, where you're giving up a lot of your health and it's going to come in at lower health as well. But maybe, you know, we've seen that kind of meme comp where you can get four mercs in play at one time. And sometimes it can be powerful having a whole extra character in action. Yeah, overall, it's just also a great theme too, like fitting for the Winter Queen of basically the rebirth and everything of the Wild Seeds. Mm -hmm. Because that's what she was all about, basically, in Shadowlands. And um, what I really like also is with uh, Tear of a Loon, basically how your abilities affect dragons. So it's really cool how um, she's basically brought back Ysera back to life. So oh, she really? was actually, yeah. So in the story, she's the one who resurrects Ysera. And basically, that with the Tear of a Loon and everything, because uh, she's tied to her sister of a Loon. Mm hmm. So basically kind of fits in with that and then attaches the dragon theme. So it's cool how she can, again, sing more mercenaries, kind of like Kel'thas, where he was fire and fell. This one's kind of like beast and dragons. So it's cool to kind of go down that road. And then also like the wild seed. It's just a really cool ability. Um, basically, yeah, you're having a copy of a beast come and play and then using one of its abilities randomly and then dying at the end of the turn. So it's not like, you know, oh, you're getting a whole mercenary and stuff like the third one where it's that, but then, again, has the downside of taking some of her life away, basically, to get another mercenary on the board. So it's kind of even now, not something that's, like, super overpowered, where it's just like, hey, you're going to just have a mercenary just basically come back to life. So mm -hmm. it's really cool to see this overall design and then having the lifesteal uh, mechanic added to the game, because we don't have anything necessarily like that. We have some abilities, I think it's, like, Bane, where it's, like, attack and then combo, then get, like, health after. Yeah. So it's kind of separated, but this is all in one. It's deal the damage and heal. So it's really cool to see that and just, you know, have some cool uh, beast support and even more dragon support in the game with this. Yeah. I mean, it might be a little bit terrifying for, uh, for the arcane bench comp, obviously. But at the same time, uh, you ran into the issue of that comp only has so many slots, right? You kind of need most of your units to be uh, beasts or dragons and whatnot. So. I do love the, the lifesteal stuff. Also, the idea that you could have lifesteal on your adjacent beasts could be really neat. Um, I shudder to think about uh, a lifestealing Trigor. That's a little terrifying. Oh. <laughs> that, would be, uh, that might be a little bit too dangerous, but if you think about it, then Trigor would have to be used at least a bit more defensively, because obviously you, you, you can't really have him in the middle unless he's the only one getting lifesteal and then the winter queen can't swing herself in right so she can't like double dip on trigor's effect so maybe maybe it wouldn't be crazy overpowered but yeah the just the idea of trigor hitting something just... and then just healing up a bunch so it can stick around would be pretty disgusting but i love the idea like uh it would be really cool to see lifesteal make its way into mercs and it wouldn't surprise me if uh not Renathal if uh, Denathrius had lifesteal, because I know his card in Constructed has lifesteal, so it'd be neat if maybe that's a similar approach they went for if we do get end up getting a mercenary for him in the big drop. 
Yeah, it's a really cool design, and I think it would be a cool mechanic welcome to Mercs too, just as long as it's not too much, because, you know, especially if those big builds now, if you have something that has, like, 40, 50 attack things on crits, and you're healing for that much and dealing that much mm -hmm. damage, you know, it can kind of take off. But for this, at least with just, you know, being a nature ability, deal 15 damage right there. And even, like, nature ramp, you say, like, Rukon, it's plus three, so it's like, okay, plus three more damage, plus three more life or something. So still would take a while to ramp up. So I think like 15 damage is like a fair value to have for it. And yeah, it's just overall great mechanics that kind of fit in. Got that new mechanic of kind of the revive with Mercenary and then also having that wild seed. I think it would just be a really cool thing to kind of see how it would fit. And it is more RNG too with the random ability it cast. Mm -hmm. But I feel like this would be more of a fair RNG in the game versus something versus like a local art or Varden. Yeah. Where it's kind of more of those random hits where this is just like a random ability going off and something happening with it instead of just, hey, this is going to randomly hit like 10 times or something, you know? So yeah. I think this is a cool skill to have RMG introduced in this way. Yeah, it's definitely a neat idea. And like you said, very thematic too. Like I didn't even know a lot of the lore for the Winter Queen in particular. So that's cool to hear that it uh it passes the lore test too because really love just even like not looking at the designs for what they do the aesthetic also came out really nice we judge mainly on the the designs and if it's like true to the character but it is nice seeing they pick some really good and fitting art for this too which is really cool mm. but yeah um really like this character definitely think it would be cool to see them make their way into mercenaries uh lifesteal might be a little crazy but uh depends how it works it may be on the right character it wouldn't be too too broken but we'll have to wait and see uh and then we have one final one here we wanted to take a look at uh this is actually a character i think uh, a few different people submitted versions of um which is kind of cool because it's a character that i think isn't getting a lot of love in constructed because art isn't very good for it so it's cool to see people come up with some neat merc designs instead this is uh or you want to take this one wizard beast uh how how kios is that what that? uh how yeah how kios yeah so how kios is basically the last one that we had as the runner-up and for his design he is a protector as a 985 and he doesn't have any types or anything so just 985 protector First ability is Crumbling Slam. It is zero cooldown, seven speed. Attack an enemy. If this was dealt damage this turn, deal 12 damage to the target and adjacent enemies. So that's a really cool feature to kind of see. Mm -hmm. Then we have for the second one is Sinstone Golem. Zero cooldown also, one speed. Summon a 615 Sinstone Golem with Death Rattle. Restore 10 health to all friendly characters. Then we have its third ability, Dazzling Sinlight, 8 speed and 1 cooldown, deal 10 damage to all enemies. If an enemy attack this round, give it minus 5 attack permanently, and this is also a shadow ability. Then for the equipment, it is Glass Shard 4, Crumbling Slam gains Bleed 6, so that would be on the first ability. Then second one is Hostile architecture which four is also gain taunt and death rattle summon a 615 sinstone golem and then its third and last equipment is release sins 
level four. Sinstone Golems gain Death Rattle, deal 10 damage to a random enemy. So yeah, I think this is also a really cool design going into it. With It's kind of a slower Merc on most of its abilities besides the second one, and it's kind of against those attacking Mercs where, hey, if this is actually being attacked, I'm going to get bonuses for that. So it's really mm-hmm. cool to kind of see that effect going in. And always good to have mercenaries that are also going slower instead of just having all of the super fast mercenaries that go in. So having, especially that first ability, where attack an enemy, if this was dealt damage this turn, deal 12 damage to the target and adjacent enemies. It's really cool to have kind of like that tankier merc that you can have in there where it's kind of benefiting from all that. Yeah, and I, I really like the design of it. It's It's feels very thematic. Um, I really like the ability where it gets that taunt and a death rattle. Uh, I think there should be more characters kind of like Vandar where an equipment can give you start of the game taunt. I think having mm-hmm. to take a taunt o- a turn off to taunt is often really not good. And I think that's one of the reasons why Reno has been so good is because taunt is kind of baked into an already good ability. So not only are you, and now it's permanent taunt too, so you don't even need to cast it every turn to get taunt. You just cast it once and you're taunted. That's really nice. But the fact that you're doing something good on top of that by basically giving yourself spell taunt or ability taunt, uh, if applicable, that's like a really big bonus. Um, So I'd just like to see more characters that can taunt without having to have like a battle cry summon like we've seen they did basically a Naga version of Mukla, which is kind of neat, where they just have the 12-24 taunt summon on Battlecry, and that's neat, but it'd be cool to see, like, you you start with the taunt, and then if you end up dying, not only do you have uh, abilities that benefit from your character being attacked, but you also get, like, a little summon back, so I thought that was really neat. Yeah, no, it's cool to see how the equipment's kind of, like, stacking on top of each other, so, like, before, as you saw, like, Vandar... Um, has that like taunt, but also plus some of the stats. Where yeah, this one has the taunt, and then also has the death rattle. Basically, get another summon with it. So it is cool to see equipment again like this that has kind of a little bit of a change on that. And then yeah, even just having the summon too. It's a one speed, so it's very fast. Uh, just having that little summon come out, and then it's more of a defensive summon too because it's the death mm-hmm. rattle of healing all of your characters. So it's cool to kind of see a summon more defensive like that. Cause there's not many other ones besides those battle cry ones where it's like necessarily taunt. This one's more of like, okay, your team's taking some damage. I'm going to run him in real quick. He's going to take some damage, do a little bit, but then heal my whole team for 10. So that's kind of cool to see that kind of stack up and have that kind of be like a little thing that works around it. Yeah. Cause the only really defensive uh, one we've seen outside the taunts has been Bane's totem, which is a really cool one, where it mm-hmm. will absorb, it will like replace taking the damage for one of the characters next to it, and I love that design. Uh, I also really like that you, they have an ability that uh, can make it so the Sinstone Golems are not just a defensive thing, but they can also be offensive. So not only are you healing your characters for ten, but you're doing ten to a random enemy. So it's like even more reason for uh, kind of punishing them for killing your stuff, or maybe you find a way to kill your own stuff. Maybe you pair this with like a uh, like a Deathwing's ability that nukes the whole board, and then it keeps going off, but it heals your guys, and it's dealing more damage to theirs. It'd be pretty neat. So I I really like the overall flexibility of the items. They all feel like they take the character in like a slightly different direction, which I think is really important for mercenaries. 
Yeah, just having it where you can basically customize the character in the way you want to play it. So that's always a great thing to have instead of just being stuck, okay, this character only does this. So, and even another just bonus, I think, on top of it is just like all of the artwork that they picked. I feel like it goes mm-hmm. exactly like for the abilities. Like they all look like it fits perfectly. So that's just another bonus on top of everything for me. And yeah, it's just a really cool design overall, kind of being this more, a little bit defensive um like aggro mercenary i would say so more defensive like protecting your team but then also being able to dish out the damage that is needed after it's taking damage so really cool design overall and yeah i think it's a great runner-up yeah so a big shout out to lurks for this one i believe this one was submitted over in the discord uh so we also have a channel in the discord now for custom mercenaries so if you ever want to end up created one for fun and you want to share it with people definitely check out the discord the uh, link to that will be in the description below yeah big shout outs to our winners kpar zivriel and in the pubway and our runners up worse karma and lurks as well as everyone who just submitted we got so many submissions and it is always really hard to pick because you guys come up with a lot of really cool designs and this is definitely something we're going to continue doing in the future I would not be surprised if we had something similar go on around the time of the new Mercenaries drop. So maybe we'll uh, see if we can do something special around there. Maybe we'll get extra lucky and Blizzard will give us some stuff uh, to do. But only time will tell on that one. Um, But yeah, big shout out to everyone who participated. Thank you for all the submissions. And I definitely look forward to doing more stuff like this in the future because it's a lot of fun doing these community contests and seeing the the creative stuff that people can come up with yeah for sure it's really cool to see all these ideas that you know we wouldn't even think about for like mercenaries and see how like they incorporate in their own kind of way into the game and it's really cool just overall to see all these like hidden ideas that people have and you know you can also kind of like we saw like dormant and stuff and like some of the lifesteal was taken from like the standard version of hearthstone mm-hmm. and all of that of like previous cards so it's cool to see how like the other modes also can like influence this a little bit so i just really like the designs overall of like what people put in for sure and pretty much a lot of people uh, who have done the contest before uh, their feedback about it was they really enjoyed doing it because it made them think about a lot of things that you don't necessarily think about as a player playing the game because um, mm-hmm. we're just working with what we already have as opposed to like coming up with the ideas and making sure that it's like relatively balanced and works with other stuff and there's a lot to it but it's really satisfying seeing that design kind of come to life and especially if you can find like some cool fitting thematic uh, artwork and stuff for the abilities and i think all the uh, pretty much almost all the submissions did a really good job at that too not even just the ones we showcased today everyone put a lot of time in and it definitely shows so i'm uh, really excited to see if we see any of these characters actually show up in the game and maybe we can uh, go back and compare to see if they were uh, close to some of the uh, the fan designs like uh, what happened with deathwing before yep yeah, it's always cool to see like you know how close they are and be like, wow, I actually got like one or two abilities like very close. And it's always cool to see like how close people can get to it, because then you know, hey, maybe some of the people on the team are like, oh, these ones look actually pretty cool. Like maybe we'll put their designs in the future or something. You know? Yeah, you never know cool who's just... watching, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> so it's always just a great to have the community just join in all together and like throw this together and just see what everyone can come up with. For sure. So uh, that's that's going to be a wrap on our uh, custom Merc section. Figured we would just talk a little bit about uh, some initial thoughts, impressions with Sir Finley. And then to close out the show for this week, we are going to do a Explorer uh, showdown here, uh, kind of like we did a few weeks ago. Instead of doing a D-tier draft list, me and Wizard Beast are going to be sparring off in the fighting pit with an Explorer-focused comp. So using all four Explorers, uh, we have some fun ideas for that. I know I've done a little bit of testing on ladder, a few different builds, not too much because I just maxed, or not, I didn't even max him. I just got Finley playable. Uh, today so i only got to jam a handful and i know you're still working on yours right wizard beast yeah i haven't been able to grind them too much yet so just been trying to get most of the other task lines down so i can start getting them to the newer ones and hopefully uh finley's pops up soon because yeah i'm really excited for him overall of his design and i think he's gonna be a great fit for the explorers and even murlocs and other comps too yeah he's a lot of fun like he's just uh, a really neat character and now we have such a, a critical mass of like the explorers who care so much about these buffs. Uh, like my early impressions with him, like he doesn't seem overly insane or anything, um, but he does seem like a good character. And I've tried a few different builds. I've tried to build where you're kind of going all in on your stats on turn one, and then when one of your explorers dies, you have Reno come in to heal the other two, and that's been pretty sweet uh, because you can just get like almost full value out of that 100 hp reno heal and they go from thinking oh i just killed one of their mercs their other two are like super weak i'll just pick them off next turn then all of a sudden they're staring down three full health mercs and two of them are giant and then they're gonna keep scaling and whatnot and it's it's really neat um so i really like the direction they went with the explorers i'm super duper happy they changed those abilities to be inclusive of finley I think Finley just would not have worked like at all without like uh, the adding him to these abilities and whatnot. So I'm glad they did go back and yeah. change that and buff them in some ways. Like the Elise, Elise buff is really, really significant. It feels like getting that plus four, plus four at the end of turn. Because if we think about it, none of the other explorers, uh, Elise kind of did, but Bran and Reno do not care about their attack stat at all. Reno kind of does because he's a taunt, so things yeah. have to smack into him. He's getting value out of his attack. But Bran, there's no way to make Bran attack in. Right? Like all his abilities are ranged. He's more of kind of a support character, even doubling up on one of your character's abilities. Like it's, I think it's clear he's meant to not be swinging in himself. So you really just have Elise and Finley here. And a lot of the times in prior builds, Elise wasn't even doing a lot of swinging herself. You're more so just using her for the stat buff and big bleed. And then usually she became a target because people don't want to let you get to the Golden Monkey. Um, so it's it's neat seeing Finley so far. I haven't tried him really in Murlocs yet, but I do think there could be something really cool. Even in not dedicated Murloc builds, if you're just going like big stats... Another character that benefits greatly from big stats and could also combo with Finley would be old Murkai because he makes your Murloc swing in where he swings in. Um, and then that way you could basically make a big Finley. 
you can swing in with old Murkai, who would swing in with Finley, and Finley could swing in again on his own, and Finley would be buffing himself and old Murkai, so it could be kind of a neat combo there. Yeah, I think overall it would be pretty cool of just like having that combo, as you said, of Murkai, because you could just have a huge Finley and then make them basically both swing in with Murkai, so I think that's really cool. And then also I really like the design on his second ability too of uh, Murkology, because that's cool to have the discover mechanic and how we were just talking about earlier, how more of the mechanics that we've seen in like the standard Hearthstone card game is kind of like slowly coming into Merc. So we have that like discover now. So this first time we're seeing how this works and it was a little different than what I thought. I thought because of the speed that it was going to cast the abilities faster. Oh yeah, we should talk but, about um, that. Uh, we should clarify what you're talking about there with his... Uh... So Finley's, yeah, yeah, his thing in the patch notes, it said it was going to be two speed, and mm. in game, it is, there's no speed to it, you just click the button, and then you see the options, and then you pick an option, and I believe the option goes at whatever normal speed it would go at, so that right there, it's, it's a bit worse than we initially thought, we thought it was going to speed up the ability, uh, which would be kind of a neat upside, but one of the bigger things that I think is a little bit of a bummer about it, is if you get... Let's say you get some abilities you don't like, and you don't use it that turn. If you go to use it next turn, you can't essentially re-roll those abilities. You can't click it and then discover three new abilities. And I think because of how it's worded, uh, that should really be changed. Because I think it's making the ability, like, the launch pool of Murloc abilities is not incredibly great. Like, some are okay, but there are also some not great ones in there. So I think, and for it to be true to discover, I get why it would just keep it for the same turn. So you can't just like keep pressing the button to re-roll the best abilities. But I think it would make more sense, even if you don't use the ability, if next turn you can click it and then you get three new discover options. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that would probably be better to kind of, you know, like, you don't see any good abilities, just like, eh, okay, this won't fit this turn. Hopefully next turn I get a new set, but you're kind of stuck with that. So if you do get mm -hmm. unlucky and get like three abilities that just are not useful at all. Um, the good thing, at least with the Discover, is it is three abilities. So hopefully most of the time at least one will be useful um, that you can somehow fit in there. Like there are some Murloc abilities that have gotten buffed a little bit mm -hmm. recently, especially with Murgle. So, sure. you know, I think like Murkai's swing in just... That's a good just auto attack a little bit faster than his normal one, mm -hmm. um, even like the Devour one. So I feel like there's, I would say honestly, probably about half of the Murloc abilities I think would be useful. Yeah, some kind are, and some are very conditional, right? Like sometimes if you have an enemy on low HP, maybe you're going to be really happy you just rolled a cookie snipe, right? Like, mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of the idea with the Discover effect is your options will be conditional based on what's going on at that time. Um, but I did already have a game where the fact that I could swing in one speed faster at five speed as opposed to six, and I also got to gain stats off of killing the opponent's mercenary was relevant. So it was cool to see the uh, the ability at least be good like once or twice already. But it definitely feels like Finley's strongest suit is buffing himself and other explorers and murlocs. And then his... Uh, his skill 3 is actually quite good. The fact that you can just give something a ton of attack, um, whether that be himself or another character, and it's also going to buff himself, 
and your other tribes potentially and you're giving a divine shield that divine shield has saved me like multiple times at this point just getting the divine shield off so i'm safe for next turn or i'm safe before the the big aoe comes in that turn it's mm -hmm. been surprisingly good yeah, and the cool thing too is this is the, uh, only one cooldown. So, like, if you compare it to like uh, Blessing of Kings, where the Divine Shield we mm -hmm. saw can be very strong, but you have to wait two more turns to use that. So, you can use this already on turn two, gain a bunch of attack, kind of take a safe turn of just buffing up your guy and even protecting it. So, and being able to use that at three speed too, which that's a very fast speed. So, like we even with King's Blessing, sometimes at four, there's a lot of abilities that can go up faster now, so you can sometimes tie with it and have to watch mm -hmm. out for other things. But three speed goes before a lot of things, unless you know there's like shadow of speed ramp up. So it's really cool to see how this ability actually can be very useful. Just like okay, I'm gonna buff up more, be defensive next turn, then I'm gonna go for like a big attack. So it's always cool to kind of see that design. Like all of his abilities, I think fit really well because there's some mercs that have like one or two abilities you just spam it oh it's the best mm -hmm. ability i'm just going to use these i feel like you know different scenarios you can use all the different abilities so it's really cool and especially having mercology it's kind of like on in a way having like five different abilities all available at the yeah time, so really cool it's it's really neat and i i love that kind of uh, we saw it a bit with uh like kazakus where you can have the three different golem choices i love mm -hmm. when a merc's ability gives it like more options for abilities that adds a lot of like interesting decision making to the game and that's always kind of fun and another thing worth pointing out about his skill three is it is holy and i was actually doing a few games of the big holy comp just before we started the recording today and I put in Finley in place of Uther because I used to run Uther on the bench and Uther obviously got better. He's a protector now too, which I think uh, the Holy Comp has really wanted a protector for the bench before I was using Cornelius and he could be okay, but he wasn't like the best. And even though you can only use Finley's Holy ability every other turn, it kind of combos perfectly with what Holy the Holy Bench is trying to do in that comp because that Holy Bench is just, you have a lot of stats and you just start killing things and that was the problem with uther was you couldn't leverage his attack unless you were just using him to taunt because his only damage was the hammer or skill three and most of the time you weren't using skill three so you could scale up uther a bunch but his hammer would still hit for the same amount of damage and now with finley i had like two different games where the fact that i had a big finley and the fact that I did get buff it up and give it divine shield for a turn so it could like protect itself essentially won me the game because I was able to one hit an incoming Sylvanas or a Sinestra. And just for that alone, that definitely uh, gives me some confidence that uh, Finley might end up having a place even outside. Uh, like I wouldn't call the big comp an explorer's focused comp. It does have explorers in it. Because it does use that traditional Reno, uh, Tyrion, and Elise lead for all the buffs. But it doesn't feel like you're trying to lean into the synergy on the Explorers. You're just having them because they work well for that style of build. Yeah, no, I think that's a really cool just idea to see how that all fits together. So, and we've seen like a lot of different builds that, you know, can now work because of this big build up in the beginning from just a lot of buffs. So, seeing more 
characters that kind of fit into the backline also and be able to benefit from that and really work with that is really cool to kind of just keep adding to those design because it makes a lot of characters fit in. I would say like a lot of these, especially like if you look back at it, like pirates and stuff, were not that good until we were able to get all of these buff characters come out like with Elise. Mm-hmm. So having that enabled a lot more comps. And that's the cool thing about mercenaries is now that we're over basically going to be 100 with this and we doubled up on mercenaries since launch that there's going to be just so many different combinations and kind of sky's the limit with all the ideas that someone wants to put together and especially if this next big drop that we're going to have in a few months it's going to be really cool to see all of the next new comps yeah honestly october cannot get here soon enough because it's it i think another thing that really is worth mentioning is I think they really nailed the overall power level for the most part of the recent drop where, yeah, Shadow got like a crazy amount of support, but I think that's more of a result of the fact that they decided to do all the old gods in a row and it would have been kind of strange if they didn't have them all under the same spell school. Um, Mm -hmm. And it also did end up giving us kind of an answer to Valera Nefarian, which was by far like best comp for quite some time leading up to the patch uh so the fact that we finally got an answer and that really only works the way it does because of all the the shadow synergy and speeding up and stuff like that and i was actually trying out an explorer build today where i didn't even have the anti-shadow equipment on bran but i was still able to beat the shadow comp surprisingly just because you have so many stats that the Yasharaj can't kill the Elise on turn one. You actually get to do a little bit more with it before your characters start dying. And then usually they'll leave Bran and Finley at relatively low HP. And then you get that Reno swap in to bring them all the way back up to full health. And then that totally just can swap the game around a bit. Finley gets so big. Uh, Then I've had a few different games where I would use Bran's double up ability to make my big uh my big finley or my big elise get in twice uh so you can kind of and you're also healing them while doing that so it it's really sweet like i uh i definitely think explorers are going to be part of the meta but uh, back to like the original point i think they did a great job introducing a lot of new interesting playable characters that totally it changed the meta but it it was such a natural evolution of things where it didn't feel like there wasn't a, a day one comp where everyone was just like, oh, this is the new most broken thing. Yep. Like nothing else competes with it. This is the next Trigor. It really didn't feel like there was anything like that. Like there were characters who were good and then some characters got a little bit better with bug fixes or buffs. But overall, I think they really nailed the overall balance of the new characters in terms of giving us a lot of playable things uh, that were strong and changed the game, but nothing that felt like it was so overpowered. It's just far and away better than everything else in the game. Yeah, no, I think they did a great job basically having that and especially having these big drops too versus the drops in the beginning where it would only be a couple mercenaries of like four and maybe some of the mm-hmm. big ones of five and stuff is okay you would have a couple try them out right away oh we find out this is what they work in this is gonna be like the best comp in like a week maybe two at most mm-hmm. or this it 
I would say it definitely took like a good month to kind of figure out like Shadow was a really top one for a while. There was a lot of different builds running in the beginning. And the main thing too is with having so many mercenaries is what kind of Molhu would talk about is you're kind of picking and choosing what you want to go for. Mm-hmm. You would have to start grinding with that and be like, okay, yeah, pick your Pokemon. Um, this is Yep, you pick your Pokemon, and it's like some people picked Nagas, some people picked Explorers when they first came out, some went for the Shadow, so it's kind of cool to see it. all of these things for different people start to kind of go up, and then once people found, like, okay, this is strong, then everyone started to kind of go for that, but it definitely took a long time to reach that point. So I think yeah. it's, you know, been a great thing, and I've so far I've really enjoyed the change that they've made for the release dates. Yeah, I think, and this is probably something we can talk about on another episode, I think in a perfect world, I think four times a year would be like the absolute like perfect sweet spot in terms of uh, timing between releases. But given that we know the schedule we're on right now is more uh, every mini set, so it's probably like three times a year or so. But they have hinted in the past about po- the potential of eventually doing like four main sets a year or something so if they did ever go down that road presumably mercenaries would also follow it and i think or even if they didn't want to go that far just doing a like we talked about this a little bit uh before the show i think where just the idea of maybe a tavern pass gives you two mercenaries or you get or an event has two mercenaries instead of one just something to give a little bit more that comes in in the in-between times. Um, I don't think we need a lot, but I definitely wouldn't mind just for when things finally uh, do start to settle down. Like these two new characters, right? Uh, Finley and Cthulhu. Like this is great. We're getting two new characters this month, and they both seem like fairly impactful characters, but it's obviously very different than the... Uh, big drops but it's also nice because it gives more characters to synergize with potential new mercenaries so when we do get those big drops they end up being more impactful because we've gotten a handful of characters along the way that also synergize with them because as we've seen synergy is really like the the top thing you want to be doing in mercenaries it's like synergy and stats and like killing your opponent before they can act so you're denying actions those are like the the big things you want to be doing um and i i definitely think we're going to see some characters that were previously unviable maybe made more viable by the addition of whatever we get in the next big set yeah for sure and the cool thing too is you're saying kind of like the in-between time is i think they've been doing a fantastic job with uh, the events mm-hmm. all the events have been dropping it's been a lot of fun and how they extended it out i really like how they are doing delayed days um mm-hmm. i remember kind of glitched a little bit with the first one of all of it just kind of dropped at once but at least having like delayed you know you kind of have something to look forward to and it kind of takes a whole week of content a little bit so i think it's really cool how they basically have been doing just a great job and especially once they added the diamonds to the events it's just mm-hmm. another kind of like thing to strive for and get a lot more people into so i i hope eventually in the future maybe they add on to it even a little bit more um but for right now i think it's been great job on what they're doing but yeah as you were saying kind of like the in between sometimes like right now we're getting two but next month you know we'll probably hopefully get one uh one more event by then before the big drop but just adding even a little bit more content to events, maybe extending it like another day or two, just more coins, more tasks, just a couple extra things to do, I think would definitely help out. 
and uh touching on that same thing i do think our uh our pve enjoyers could do with a little bit more love it feels like the there have been less bounties uh compared to the last time around where when we got Nizoth, we kind of got a peek into Darkshore with the the one bounty, and then eventually we got the rest of Darkshore and all of Sunken City on the release. I mean, maybe we'll get something like that too next month, where whatever the September bounty is will be kind of a, a peek into where we're going for, or part of where we're going for uh, the new expansion, um, all like themed around that and whatnot. But it definitely would would be nice if they added in like another bounty or two, just so the uh, PVE focused people have a little bit more stuff to look forward to as well. Because obviously they get to use the new character in PVE, but I know a lot of the fun for a lot of people is like experiencing these new uh, bosses and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think we probably will. I think we'll kind of like you said off the Nazoth one. I think we'll probably get a sneak peek with one of them. So just having one bounty, and that would be cool next month. Um, you know, it's always cool to have new bounties, new fights, kind of figure out the themes for that. And having a little sneak peek of, like, the whole next, like, theme part would be kind of cool to see, like, the route they're going to go with that. So, uh, yeah, I think it would be a great thing, and hopefully it comes with the next event. For sure, yeah. So definitely look forward to that. Also, big shout-out to them making the events more new player-friendly. They've improved a lot since the beginning, and I think it is possible for most like pretty new players to uh, make their way through an event. Um, so definitely events seem to be one of the best ways of doing this. Another thing that I heard was very popular that got some newer players in was the uh, legendary quest line they did for the fire festival. One of those was a mercenaries quest. And I know a few different people who they had to do a mercs quest and they, to get a reward. And so they did it and they ended up liking it. And so that got them started in the mode. So more stuff like that also always welcome to uh, just get players to try it because I think there are a lot of people who are in this boat of I tried it at launch, I didn't like it at launch because there are all these problems and I haven't touched it since and they have no idea so many things have have changed with the game because they haven't been keeping up with it. Um, So I think that's a great way to get those type of players kind of back into it and really re-experience it almost for the first time yeah no i think that's a good thing because i think mercenaries got a bad rap when it first launched and sure. it's definitely been doing a great job of redeeming itself though i'd say we've all the events the new ways that everything's been coming in and you know we're starting to finally get to the coins that will have a coin exchange which will be good later this year and then beginning of next year if the pvn game so i'm kind of hoping that everyone will give it a second shot once both of those things are out together and I think once those are out, then everyone can kind of evaluate the mode and be like, okay, is this for me or not? Because I feel like that is going to be kind of like the peak of where Mercenary should have kind of started off. Yeah. Of having all of this set up. And I feel like that is going to be the full Mercenaries mode altogether. I agree. Uh, so hopefully, and then maybe we'll see Blizzard push it a little bit harder too, because I think mm-hmm. they've been kind of waiting until the mode is in better place to bring in more people because they saw what happened at launch so they don't want that happening again so hopefully we will uh we will see improvements with that i mean i i like to talk about duels quite a bit because duels also started off on the wrong foot um i don't think people were as invested or as angry about it because duels wasn't selling 50 dollars pre-orders 
I think that definitely has something to do with it. Uh, mm-hmm. But the fact that uh, duels went from this mode that was constantly kind of like memed on by the community to one that has not only become more accessible, but it's also just become kind of more enjoyed by the community and has like a bigger following. Uh, the devs are very receptive to feedback and interactive with the community. It's really improved quite a ton, and it didn't happen overnight. I feel like it took a long time, but I think we're on the right track for improving things. Still far from perfect in some ways, but I think we're on the uh, the right road to to making it better and making it more appealing to the the general Hearthstone player base. Yeah, for sure. I think we're getting there, and hopefully, like I said, beginning of next year is we'll kind of see once we're at that point, is this what people wanted? Is this what we were kind of promised with the Mercenaries mode? And will Blizzard kind of achieve that for us? So really hoping that they get there. And so far of everything we've seen, as you said, we're on the right track. And as long as they stay on that track, I think we will get there. Yeah, so uh, definitely a lot to look forward to in the future. Uh, but we, we've been going for a little while here. We do want to get to our uh, last little segment. So we're doing something fun again this week. We thought it would be neat to take the new mercenary, Finley, out in the fighting pit. Uh, We're going to do some Explorer Themes build. Uh, Just kind of like last time, we're going to do a little best of three uh, with some builds we put together before uh, we started recording. So it should be kind of fun. If you're on the audio version, I definitely recommend switching over to YouTube for this so you can see the games. Uh, But yeah, this should be uh, really fun. I'm, I'm excited to see how the explorers comps uh, end up doing especially against each other in the, the mirror match yeah it'll be fun to kind of see how this unfolds and all that because we'll have some of the same mercs but uh maybe a little bit of different benches so just have to kind of see how it plays out yeah and i think uh people will definitely enjoy it as well get a little sneak peek at uh what finley can do and whatnot so that'll be fun so we'll swap over to that here get our stone up Alright, so we're both rocking explorers here. Now what I'm going to try and do for the beginning is I think I'm going to go... I think I'm going to go Elise, Bran, Finley. Looks like Wizard Beast is doing the same, and we all have the large explorers. So, these are some fat stats, as you can see. Even without Cookie, 100 HP Finley. Pretty nuts. Pretty nuts. So, turn one, we want to get some stats. Crit damage is pretty risky. So, I think I'm just going to deal damage here. And then just swing at the Elise. Job done. He goes for the buff too. Alright, well it looks like we had the same kind of plan here. Let's see what our Murloc abilities are here. So we got Go Fish, Devour... And healing wave, not really good ones, unfortunately. We can get our bleed off. 
And I think we're actually going to use Bran with the bleed, because that should kill the Elise. Unless he goes for a heal here. The only way he can heal with the Elise, though, so... Not super worried about that. I think we might actually just give our Finley Divine Shield and a bunch of attack. Seems pretty decent. We could give our Elise the, uh, the Divine Shield and the attack to try and save her, potentially. That might actually work. I think it's worth a shot. Worst case, we still get some attack for the Finley. And then we still want Bran doing that, so we crit the bleed. Alright, so he does the same thing there. Oh wow, we both did the exact same thing. <laughs> that is funny. So now we can root. And the fact that we're rooting means... We can actually progress to the towards the Golden Monkey here. So we can go root into using Bran's ability here and it'll actually cast the next one in the chain of the Golden Monkey. And then since we won't be... Since they're gonna, he's gonna try and root us, I think I'm just going to heal. Well, like heal Elise here. Job done. Although, no, she's still gonna die. No, she won't die because they can't attack. Alright, yeah, this seems fine. Interesting. Will they go for the root? Yep. There's our boulder. Kind of an unfortunate target there. Actually, a super unfortunate target there. Oh boy. Alright, now... Oh, but it doesn't actually progress this one. It uses it, but it doesn't progress the step. Alright, well, we just learned something. I didn't realize that's how that worked. Well, the good news is, Elise is really big now. So he could even just go for, honestly, going for... An attack with Finley and then using the Elise. Like we could try and kill their Finley. Or their Elise and then their Finley. Alright, I think that's fine. <coughs> Alright. Kill the lease. Oh, and we got Divine Shield because of that. That's really nice. 
He's gonna swing in again, but we have the health advantage. Here, we're going to send in Murkai and Reno. Oh, he had the big heal, Reno. Oh, man, that's really bad for us. I was actually talking about this uh, before the game. I used to have the the other equipment on here, but I swapped it out. But I really like the, the Restore 100 for Reno. I think that's really sweet. So I think I'm going to buff up my own. And then swing into their Reno. And then... I guess we'll hit the Finley. Oh no! Oh wait, no, it's friendly. Alright, I thought Reno was about to steal my big buff. I was gonna be sad. Reno living at 1 HP, wow. Guess here. Honestly, we should just snipe the Reno. And we'll hailstorm. I really like uh, Murkai with Finley, but even if we had the uh, the big heal with Reno, it wouldn't have worked because both of our explorers died. Oh, he has Frost Resist! I forgot he had Frost Resist. Job done. A lot of it, too. Yeah, we're probably pretty dead then. So we might have to try out a different strategy here. Oh, in comes Hook Tusk. Well, we gotta get rid of Bran. Or try to, at least. Oh, and that swap is pretty crazy. Oh, and he gets the swing again! Oh, and he gets the Divine Shield too, and that's gonna be game one. That was a, a pretty sick, uh... Pretty sick game one. I'm gonna see, do we edit? Maybe we put our, our own big heal on the Reno. I was thinking about that before. Cause I liked our opener. The opener definitely still felt good. Definitely regretting local R is my choice now, though, for this matchup. Because I was not thinking about Brand's default is Frost Resist, so makes local R very, very sad. I think that's going to be definitely a tricky one to overcome. But we're going to run it back. See if there's anything we can do here to come out on top. 
Definitely felt close in the beginning. So, Elise definitely is the focus here. No question about that. But as we saw before, the uh, the Bran and the Finley get out of hand, and if Bran has a good resist against you, or if you're just an attacking focus comp where you're taking a bunch of that residual damage, it really makes it pretty hard. Because their stats are just massive. Interesting, so he's taking a different approach this time around. Saying, I'm not as scared of the Elise, I'm more scared of the Bran. Definitely not what I was expecting. Let's check our abilities here. Invasion, Go Fish, and Puffer Fish. Last time he opted to save the Elise, he could go for that again. Might not be a bad idea to try and save our Bran in the kind of the, the same respect. Maybe we just go for the attack though. You know, I think we're going to try and save the Bran. So you still want to do this for the bleed to crit, though. Interesting, buffing Finley. So now if we had a cookie snipe, that would be really, really good, obviously. Um, his Finley's bigger than ours, which is definitely scary. I think what we have to do... Is we have to just hit the Elise... Hit the Finley, and then, or we could just double hit the Finley if we. But no, that doesn't really work with the the crit. I do this because it plays around the root better. And I imagine he's gonna try and play around the root here, like we did last game. Oh, interesting. Oh, do you just have enough? Oh no, it wasn't quite enough. Although the thing that's rough though is now I didn't really play around this as good as I should have. So now he's gonna get the double 
Yeah, the double heal. We can get a double heal of our own, though. I think we have to protect... Hmm. Might have to be Elise. We could root this turn. And buff her up. But then Bran's not doing, like, anything. So maybe Root is just enough protection, and then we'll just try and swing in on the Reno, because he has less stats. He should act first, anyway. Oh, but we lose Brand to the taunt. However, that does give us the Reno swap in. Or not Brand, we lose Finley. So look at that. Plus 100 on Elise, plus 80 on Brand. Feels pretty good. We're going to use Flexin on Finley just in case. I think our out has to be going for the Golden Monkey at this point. So we'll just deal some damage to Finley, I suppose. He has to punch through our Reno. Oh, but I guess he can punch through our Reno because of that brand crit. So that's definitely looking problematic. And now here it's like... His characters have so much frost resist. That local art doesn't really do anything, so we have to send in Murkai. Actually, maybe we just send in local art, even though it's not going to do very much, just for the monkey. Yeah. Because the monkey is pretty much our out here. The monkey will get us above that total. And so we'll just go this into this into make his thing go twice. And maybe the monkey gets us out of here. Let's try it. Let's see what happens. I mean, the, f the stats here are kind of crazy. So, they don't have the sp He doesn't have the speed to kill Elise before she can monkey. Even though he has a really big Finley. Oh, but going for local R. But not able to stop Localar, and turns out we didn't even need the double there. Localar and the monkey just too strong. In comes Hook Tusk and Blink Fox. So they do still have a chance here. We're gonna buff up our stats to try and keep our monkey alive. And. Might as well just go for this for the damage, stack our fives. We can even swing with the monkey just to stack more fives. But I think we should have this. Yep, that'll do it. GG, and we'll move on to game number three.
right, final game here. I think we're gonna start the same. There is a part of me that wants to hold the brand and put out something like Merkai, but I think it's just way too, uh, way too vulnerable to the big Finley. Alright. Probably gonna see the same open here that we saw before. Maybe he's gonna focus the Elise now because it didn't work out last time. Elise is very threatening, yep. Looks like that's what he's going for. So here we can get the big bleed. I think it's actually more important we do this into this. Job done. Both Elises will die here, I believe, but I think it's still worth it. Oh wow, he actually ate the Elise stats. That's not very good for me. We're both gonna get Reno heals here, unless he decides to hold Reno, which he definitely could. His, all right, looks like he's not gonna hold the Reno. So I think here, we need to start taking down the Finley. Brand's kind of awkward. I guess we can... Let's check our ability. Slime time. Invasion. Fishy barrage. Being able to get around Reno's taunt might be useful. But I think we're just going to... Bronzebeard Spirit for another buff. Because his Divine Shield should be gone by then. So Reno's looking nice and nice and safe. <laughs> Look at that. 50-102 Divine Shield Taunt. And now we can start blasting there. And we'll go in for the crit here on their Reno. Yeah, the Explorer Mirror match is pretty pretty wild, gotta say. It's making me think twice about having something like Localar in the back, though, since Bran has those natural resists, since he isn't on the Shadow version. And again, it is going to be an exact kill here on his side for Reno. Whereas, unfortunately, we are not at that range yet. And... Unfortunately, Bran is ever so slightly smaller here than Reno, so we are going to waste some damage here, but is what it is. Um, honestly, I think it might be better here just to try and protect our, our Murkai with Finley, and then just go in for more damage 
I I'm gonna go in for more damage here because I expect them to use the double attack on the brand potentially. Maybe I should just swing and kill it though. Yeah, swinging and kill it, killing it's probably just better. And then we'll just damage the brand. Enough damage anyway. Oh, I should have shot. Oh no, it's fine though because so Finley's actually pretty important there. And he gets Divine Shield because we had more minions. Oh wow, that was huge. Huge moment. That turn. So, Murkai putting in absolute work. And now we can pretty much just straight up kill the Blink Fox. And then we'll do it on Murkai again. Oh, this is such a cool combo. Oh my god, I love it. This is a sick combo. Explorers are really fun, especially in these weird mirror matchups. Would not be surprised if it does uh, become a, a popular comp on ladder. But we're still in the early days, so no one knows what the best build's gonna be yet. This is pretty crazy though. Blink Fox down. Now Lokalar gets to come in, and that should pretty much be the game. Make him do the crit stuff, we'll take care of Hook Tusk, and then we'll just Hailstorm. Look at this, this the Merc I did work with, uh, with Sir Finley, that was really cool, and he appreciated the stat buffs we got from earlier on in the game. Definitely pulled his weight this game. Oh, but he still has all that frost resist. GG's. Hey, I'm back. Hey, good games. Yeah, no, those were some good ones. I miscalculated. Murkai double attack and I was like, oh, once I saw that happen, I yeah. was like, oh, I lost my Finley and I was like, oh, that's probably game there. Yeah, those were, those were some really fun back and forth games. Like, even though we obviously had the same start and it was funny, I actually made a mistake. I, I was supposed to have the Reno heal equipment on for game one, but I, I forgot I swapped off of it. Uh, um, so that took me by surprise when you got that. It wouldn't have mattered in game one because I think you killed both my explorers at the same time. So even if I did throw yeah. them in, I wouldn't have got the heal. So that's a risk you have to be aware of. But it, it was really fun like seeing the uh, the explorer mirror match. And it's funny how Lokalar went from being a huge liability in that one game <laughs> to being the thing that like basically saved me because of the, uh, the getting the Goldie Monkey when you tried to go for Bran over Elise. That was yeah, cool. I was thinking about trying to go for him instead, and I was like, oh, that was a mistake. Yeah. But, uh, 
Yeah, that, that was a flip because I did get lucky and I actually had Devour at five speed oh, really? for Finley. So it was a five speed flip on me uh, going for your release with Finley or you getting Monkey off. And then you got Monkey and then you also got oh, wow. Like I had three fives. I had Reno, Finley, and oh, Brand. Wow. And I was like, I lost all of them. <laughs> I didn't even realize. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, but no, that, that was good. It was also funny too, the first game from the mercology ability i ended up getting the murloc that uh and then i yeah and then i, I, I hit I, it with the crit you damage it, yep you hit it with the boulder exactly and then it crit all of your guys for 30 i was like ooh, that turned out really well yeah i was thinking that by using that ability twice it advanced the monkey quest twice but it doesn't it stays on that no. second ability the only way to advance it twice is if you double the at least skill two that does advance yeah. it because it spe specifically you, says it advances the yeah. step you can do it if it's on the boulder turn so you what you could do is you can do your boulder on a lease and then, oh, you and double then it, it, it goes monkey. to the next one so yeah it'll give you a monkey and then you could have, have another next monkey turn. That turn. oh that's so cool. you could even double monkey that's which awesome. that would just be so much damage talk about overkill but, yeah like one monkey yeah. is already crazy enough but yeah. that, that was that was really fun. I'm I'm glad we did that. Again, if you're audio only, definitely check it out on YouTube. Uh love the, the video up for the, the games there. But it was definitely fun checking out a new character and seeing how all that kind of worked. I, I really liked your your bench was neat with the uh the hook tusk and the blink box. Hook tusk definitely put in some work in that uh the end of that first game. Like there was just nothing I could do versus Hook Tusk. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool, especially when you have that strong of Finley, and since he's surviving, you just real quick swap with someone, and then Finley basically just one-shots them, because he has so much attack already. Mm -hmm. So, Blink Fox, I was hoping to maybe steal some better abilities, but it might be better to take the other equipment, where you uh, steal the last one instead. might be a little better. Yeah, so it's a bit more consistent and whatnot, because yeah. sometimes RNG can screw you, as we all know. Um, yep. <laughs> them's them's the break sometimes uh, but I think that's mostly going to wrap it up for this week's show I do have a little end question to end on uh, now that we have uh, we're finally basically going to be at the end of the old gods events uh, what do we what's a character we would like to see in an upcoming event uh, that is not currently in the game um, and I, I have one in mind, uh, so I'll, I'll start us off here. Um, character I would really love to see uh, that I think would be also a cool, iconic event character would be Ysera. So, And I know you mentioned how I guess she has something to do with the Shadowlands a bit uh, when yep. we were talking about that custom mercenary, the, the, the queen. Um, so yeah, I, I have always been a big fan of you like the original Ysera, and I love the cards they put out for her over the years. And it feels like we don't really have... Her and Malagos are like two of my, my favorite dragons that we still don't have in here yet. And maybe she could also just give a bit more boost to the nature tribe, because we have some really, really powerful nature units right now. But mm -hmm. it feels like they're being used... Uh, there, There's no like... Or maybe there is. I've seen like a fringe one running around, but there's no top tier like nature focus comp. So maybe yeah. we're. But we have some very top tier nature characters. It's not a tribe that's struggling. It's just it's usually 
the build isn't specifically focused around nature. You just have nature characters because they're pretty good. Um, so maybe in time we will see... I'd love to see uh, probably a green Ysera and just having her synergize with dragons and nature abilities would be super duper cool. Uh, maybe there's some way you can uh, implement mechanics similar to her like dream cards. So that could be like a discover ability. Or you could get one of her dreams. That would be really neat. So that's that's a character I would love to see as a uh, an upcoming mercenaries event. Uh, what about you, Wizard Beast? Is there anyone who you'd really like to see in one of the later events? Uh, I would really like to see like a recall to the earlier Hearthstone, like Naxxramas, so, like Kel'Thuzad. Okay, would be really cool. Um, I think he would be like a really cool design that they could do. Maybe some like mix of like Shadow Frost or other things like that. Mm-hmm. So I think he would be a cool character to just throw in. Um, I, there was a person I actually did see who did that in also the Custom Mercenaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they did a pretty good job on that one too. So I think that would be a cool thing. Kind of just going back to the early days of like Curse of Naxxramas because that was a lot of fun to play. And I think that would be a really cool character to introduce. Have like a Resurrect mechanic also kind of like uh, Karen. So mm-hmm. something kind of along those lines, just like fitting the theme, I think would be a really cool style. Yeah, and uh, there's like decent reason to suspect something like that could exist because he has shown up in the recent expansion. So it's really not that outside the realm of possibilities. If they want to do something to tie it in, event mercenary wise, I could definitely see uh, KT making sense there. So I I think he'd be a really cool merc, and I would love to see him added. Maybe some more undead tribe support, um, which would be really neat because. It's a tribe, but it doesn't really... It's kind of like humans, except to a lesser extent, where at least humans have a few little things where they're trying to synergize with each other, whereas undead, like, a few characters have the undead tag, but there's no benefit for having the tag right now. So it would be cool to see maybe a character that gives you a little bit of reason to care about having undead characters. And uh, who better to do that with than uh, Elduzad, right? Like, he... Yep. So that'd be a cool one. Uh, but yeah, let us know what you guys think in the comments below. Uh, if there's any character you would like to see as a upcoming event mercenary or just in the upcoming Mercs drop in general. Again, that will be in the 24.4 patch. We kind of expect that to be uh, probably around early to mid-October at the latest is my kind of guesstimate about when that's going to happen as usually the mini set is about two months out from the initial set release, and we just got that uh, this past Tuesday. So just gives you a little frame of reference there. But yeah, we got Cthune coming in a week and a half. We got Finley to mess around with now. Maybe another character in between uh, now and the big drop. But yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing how Finley spices up the meta. Those games are really fun. Uh, messing around with the Explorers comp, and I would not be surprised if we start seeing some of that on ladder in the near future. People get their Finleys ready. Uh, but that is going to wrap it up for episode 28 of the Fighting Pit podcast. Do want to thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, do remember to like, comment, subscribe, do all that good social media stuff. Really helps us out a ton, and super appreciate it. And again, big shout out to everyone who entered the contest. Really appreciate all the submissions and congrats again to our contest winners.
But yeah, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of The Fighting Pit. I want to thank you so much for watching, and we will catch you in the next one. Peace. See you guys. Stay safe.